Podcasting from a town called Manalapan, New Jersey, this is That Oneness Guy, a podcast covering the many aspects and elements that embody oneness. I am your host, Danny Rongo. Welcome. As an author, playwright, singer, songwriter, and activist, I am spreading my message of oneness basically to anyone who will listen. You are listening now to episode number six. Oneness includes our planet, so where to now? In episode one, which was a basic introduction to oneness, I discussed and showed you how I can prove in many ways that we are connected, but specifically from the standpoint of our bodies and our humanness. In episode two, I relayed how oneness in its truest sense goes beyond our bodies and resonates to our very source, which we know is your God, spirit, or what I like to call stevils. In episode number three, I spoke about a specific compartment of oneness, and that was the importance of the words and the name that is I am. In episode number four, I discussed how coming to terms with acceptance for everything our lives present to us can help us better understand oneness. And in episode number five, I shifted slightly from specific compartments of oneness to discuss how the simple nature of the opposites and ironies that we see in life can help us better understand oneness. So first, as always, I'd like to introduce you to the track you just heard for today's introduction. That was a song of mine called Where To Now?, that is featured on one of my earlier CDs called Two Songs for Two Causes, which can be found on either on my website, dannyrongo.com, iTunes, Amazon, or any of your favorite downloading sites. I'll also be closing out this episode with another section of that song. So, okay, episode number six, Oneness Includes Our Planet. So where to now? Let's do this. I don't believe that you can have an honest conversation about oneness and not include the planet where we all reside, or or what I like to call our Mother Earth. As spiritual beings living out this human experience of ours, there's no better place than good old planet Earth, right? Now, as I mentioned in my last episode regarding the ironies that we see in life, for example, um from having just the right levels of oxygen to breathe, along with an abundance of food and water, it's safe to say that this planet of ours is tailor-made for us. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, seriously. Do you think it's a coincidence that the planet we all reside upon allows us to breathe and function properly? No. Again, it is all part of that divine design that I referenced in the last episode. So As we've come to accept those terms and oneness in general, we have to include our planet, our Mother Earth, in this discussion. Now, as it pertains to this beautiful blue sphere of ours, we are up against some very struggling times. Uh, 
we've all seen, heard about, and some have experienced the violent storms we've been plagued with recently. It is truly no joke, folks, and honestly scares the hell out of me. Um, What concerns me the most regarding these storms is the frequency at which they now occur, right? And it's, it's not just the frequency, but I guess geographically where these storms are occurring as well. It seems that these storms are occurring right on top of each other and in places where they never have before. Now, I remember as a kid growing up in New Jersey, let's say that, you know, the 60s through the 80s, we had distinct seasons. Typically, winter would start around the winter solstice date or or mid-December. We had snow and cold temperatures, but the temperatures always seemed to hover at or around freezing. Now, what do we get nowadays, right? We get single digits with wind chills 5 and 10 degrees below zero. We get snowstorms and blizzards that dump in excess of one foot or more. And let's not forget the recent rash of nor'easters that the East Coast has been crushed by. Speaking of, we are in the midst of one as I am speaking these words. But back in the day, that didn't seem to be the case. Winter was winter and would last through March, like the saying went, and would typically come in like a lion and go out like a lamb. And that always got us excited as we would head into spring, right? which seemed to always start by, say, April, per se, and would give us those beautiful 50 and 60-degree days. Flowers would start to bloom. You would shed the winter clothes and break out the lighter jackets and sweaters. We always had to help Mom with the ritual of spring cleaning that had to be done in our home. That's how I always knew it. Spring always seemed to be the initiation of life for me, especially after getting through the cold winter. And back then, spring typically lasted right through May and June. Now, back in those days, every kid knew what was coming as soon as the month of June came around, right? The end of school, yeah. And of course, the greatest days of youth in general, which was summertime. Now, summer back in those days seemed to tie in exactly to the duration of our break from school, like two full months, right? You know... Didn't it always seem like summer only lasted for July and August? I guess maybe because we all dreaded the return back to school. But I remember back in those days, we would get high temperatures of 85, maybe 90. That always seemed about as hot as it would get. Nowadays, forget about it. What do we get? We get triple-digit temperatures with the heat index over 105 degrees, right? Now, hold up. Let's take a moment and reflect on that terminology for just one second. Temperatures started to get so out of hand that the meteorologists had to invent a term to help explain the correlation of heat coupled with humidity. Ergo, the heat index, right? They had to invent it. But that wasn't the case back in the day. And as sure as the month of August would come to an end, we as kids would immediately begin our ascension into depression because we knew that September men dun dun dun, dun back to school, right? Now, the funny thing was that as soon as we got to September, we immediately sensed a change in temperature, especially at night when it got much cooler. And there was no mistaking it. 
September meant cooler temps and back to school. Now, do you remember the term Indian summer? Well, back in those days, that was related to having warmer days in the months of September and October. Because by that time, we were so accustomed to much cooler days, right? But typically, the month of October would usher in fall right on cue. And along with that came falling leaves, cooler weather. Mom used to call it sweater weather. And the knowledge that Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas were pretty much right around the corner. But fall was always my favorite time of the year. I love the cooler weather And fall always meant to me college football, as I've always been a huge fan of the sport. So let's go Mountaineers for those WVU fans out there. So why did I go into detail as as to how the weather was years ago? Well, obviously, I want to make a point. And a point is that the weather patterns and seasons we all experienced years ago no longer exist Nowadays, as it pertains to seasons, what do we have? We have, it's a big mush as I, as I like to term it, okay? It's a blend of unpredictable temperatures and events at unpredictable times of the year. In New Jersey nowadays, we can get snow well into April and summer-like temperatures as far along as November. And to make matters worse, when I was a kid, the words tornado, earthquake, and for the most part, even hurricane, never applied to the state of New Jersey. They do now, right? Yes, yes, I know that we had hurricanes in our past, but back then, what were they referred to? They were called hundred-year storms, remember? Yet recently, the state of New Jersey has experienced all of them, and even tornadoes and earthquakes too. Now, it is obvious to me and hopefully to you, that our weather patterns have been changing and continue to change. Now, we could sit here and have an argument as to what the causes behind that change, be it, you know, climate change, global warming, etc. But you cannot dispute the fact that our weather is changing. And the change in our weather patterns can also lead to the barrage of hurricanes, wildfires, tornadoes, torrential rains, floods, ice storms, thunderstorms, and so on, right? So now you may ask, how does this all tie into oneness? Okay. We know that oneness represents total inclusion with one and all. So that most definitely includes where we all live, right? Now again, my thoughts are not to debate over the causes that may have produced the change in our weather patterns, but to recognize them. Because if we recognize them, that means that we're thinking about it, okay? And if we're thinking about it, that means we're placing energies, or again, stevels, as I like to call them, into the universe. And remember how we discussed how like energies attract like energies? Well, that's how we could potentially create another collective consciousness to address this situation at hand. And it's not just the weather, folks. It's our planet as a whole. We continue to lose plant life and fish life. There's overflowing landfills, air pollution, rainforest destruction. Now, I'm not preaching anything you haven't heard already. You know, think about it, right? 
we inhabitants here, just like Mother Earth, it isn't faring too well either. Now, I know there's a population out there who believes that the Earth, as a living organism, will tend and take care of itself. I, for one, believe that. But that's my really long-term prognosis, like a billion years or so down the road. No, my friends, my biggest concern when discussing our planet and our weather patterns is for our children. Okay? And let's say the next 20 to 50 years, okay? Because we've seen these patterns change so drastically in the past 30 years or so. What's it going to be like 30 years from now? You see, we cannot continue to take this beautiful living and breathing planet for granted. It is our home. We must treat it as such. And let's not forget the simple benefits our Earth provides as well. And by simple, I'm not referring to the obvious like air, water, food, and so on. I'm referring to the energies that the Earth naturally provides for us. The ability to walk barefoot in the sand or on the grass that instantly recharges and reaffirms our connection to source. I know we've all done that. But do you take a moment to think, feel, and visualize these energies while you're doing it? I know for many years I didn't. It was just another thing that I would take for granted. Okay? Now getting back to the last episode regarding the opposites, you'll recall that I talked about our inherent connection to and with water. Now, I don't know about you, but I can tell you that whenever I'm on the beach, I immediately feel refreshed and recharged. I know some who know me might say that's because I was raised on the Jersey Shore. Yeah, you know, I could, I could tie that in. I understand that. And that might have something to do with it. But be that as it may, and coupled with a lifelong yearning of mine to understand oneness, I feel that the ocean reconfirms my connection to one and all. There are plenty of times throughout each year that Andrea and I just feel the need to run away, per se, and head to the shore. It's kind of for our fix, you know, because the ocean calls to us at just the right times when we need to reboot and recharge, and it works like magic every single time, my friends. So now, many of you may not live by the ocean, a river, a lake, or even a stream. Let me ask you this. Are there any trees nearby? A state, county, or township park, maybe? Or how about a patch of grass somewhere nearby? Just look around wherever you might live. I'm sure you can find some small evidence of nature to help, and that's really all you need. Go hug that tree, I say. Or if you're afraid of looking weird, just place your hands on that tree and visualize the life force of that tree coming into you. Or for another instant connection, just take your shoes off and walk barefoot in the grass. Even if it's just for a few moments, feel the connection. Feel the energy of the earth coming right into you. I promise you that it's an immediate way for you to reboot, as they say. You see, this planet of ours is here to be our home. If it wasn't, we wouldn't have chosen to come here. It's as simple as that. Oneness 
helps us to remember those simple facts. We need to trust in our nature. The same way that earth provides nutrition for our plants, trees, animals, and fish, it is doing the very same for us. Yet, we all tend to take that for granted. Again, is it a coincidence that this blue sphere of ours provides the way that it does for all of its inhabitants? No. It is part of the perfect divine design. It is oneness in its truest sense. We are one with each other. We are one with everything on this planet. And we are definitely one with the planet itself. So, getting back to the changes in the weather that we've all been experiencing. Like I mentioned before, I do not want to get into a debate regarding the causes of such changes. You see, all that typically leads to is an argument of some sort. I feel safe enough to say that we all acknowledge these changes... And I'm sure there are many of you that have lived through and experienced some bad storms, as did I back in in 2012 with Superstorm Sandy here in New Jersey. So we agree that things have changed and that storms are getting worse and occurring more frequently. So what can we do? Well, here's a twist for you. How about if we recognize that these storms and nature in general is out of our control, okay? Just for the time being. And that they may continue in this random fashion and strike havoc anytime and anywhere. Is it cause for panic? No. Is it cause for concern? Yes. So, here's my point. If we have to deal with potential natural havoc that can strike at any time, why, in God's name... Do we need to worry about all the less dramatic bullshit we face every day in life? Not that I feel we need to spend our days being worried about a potential storm or so, but it makes us prioritize the things we do have concerns about. Folks, life is hard enough. By all means, take a look at what you stress about. Is it really worth it? I've said in every episode of this podcast, I've said it in my musical to inspire your oneness, and I say it throughout my upcoming book, my sole objective to spreading this message of oneness is to help us live our lives with less stress. And by the fact that we cannot control Mother Nature, I for one will learn to live with it. With that said... I do recognize the changes in weather that have taken place, and I do have concerns for our children. Because face it, like I just mentioned, we've seen drastic changes in the weather patterns over the past 20 to 30 years. Again, what's it going to be like 20 years from now, right? Which is why I've often wondered... If you were to have a conversation about the change in our weather patterns with a child... How would you respond when that child looked at you and said, well, I can see how we got here, but where to now? So, my friends, thank you again for listening to the podcast I'm calling That Oneness Guy. This has been episode number six. Oneness includes our planet, so where to now? If you like what you've been listening to, 
please take a moment to subscribe to this feed either on my website, dannyrongo.com, at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, AHA, or at my podcast website, courtesy of Buzzsprout, which is www.buzzsprout.com, and just search for that oneness guy. And by all means, folks, please follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook so you can stay in touch with all things oneness along with the upcoming release of my book, I Am God, and So Are You, My Friend, A Common Man's Guide to Oneness. Again, my name is Danny Rongo. Please look for my new show next week. And until then, as always, I send you peace, love, light, and continued oneness. Be well. When rainbows are crying, it seems somehow We're not really trying, we're too